So guys, I got my hands on a uh, VR headset, the MetaQuest 2, the other day, which uh, my cousin brought round for me to have a go on. And I tell you what, I kind of want one now, but they're bloody expensive. Have you guys had a go on one? No. You know I have, because I went on my uh, friend's boyfriend's one ages ago, which was a cold opening we did a while back. I didn't mm. tell you um, all where I, that was where I said I. Oh, after I'd worn it, I got in my car and it felt like I was drunk. <laughs> how how did you find it, Chris? Yeah, I um, really enjoyed it. I, I didn't realize just how immersive it was. Mm. Like even just like being in the main menu, how it's all like three hundred and sixty degrees. Like my cousin's one had it on like a sort of villa on a beach, and even when you like turn around, it's like a completely different landscape. It's like oh wow, it's like. I wasn't expecting that. You expect it to be like copy and paste or something, or just like a screen in front of you, but no, it's not really there. <laughs> so, so weird. So surreal. I did play a couple of games on it, though, uh, which I quite enjoyed. I played one called Robo Recall, which is one where you're like, uh, it's basically like a gallery shooter, but um, you got things coming at you at like 360 degrees. To reload, you're like, got to shove your hands like by your hips to sort of like pull guns out of a holster, mm. which mm. I tell you what, for the first time using it, Fuck me, I found it clunky. Not not the game's <laughs> fault. I was just my arms were just everywhere trying to it's like getting used it's like wearing somebody else's skin. It's like where is everything? And I don't know where anything is. It was fun though. Like you could grab hold of the robots, like drag them towards you, uh pick up their weapons and use them against them. Quite a lot of fun. The only thing I had a slight issue with is one of those games where you're like sort of rooted to the spot. So you sort of like teleport around, which was kind of disorientating at first. Just trying to move from spot to spot. Because not only would you move to like around from like you like jump like 10 feet at a time or you're also like facing the wrong direction half the time. It's like, right, I need to move forward because there's something right in my ass. So I've moved forward, but I'm still facing forward. It's like, oh, I need to turn around, <laughs> which is easy to do. But you're all fingers and thumbs the first time you get used to it. So it's probably not the best game to like for the introduction to the whole VR thing. Definitely not the best introduction. But it threw me in the deep end, so I soon picked it up and I managed to kill like a few levels. So yeah, Robo Recall was a good time. I I might pick that one up when I eventually buy one. So, so is this like one of the VR headsets where you could literally just stay like in one location and you know you're not at the point and click ones where you just point and click and you move forwards, or is it one where you have to have at least like a few meters of space around you for safety? Uh, well, you kind of need that for everything, really. Because like, you can play it sitting down, standing up, but it kind of depends on what game you're playing, like whether you need the, the mobility or not. But I also played one called Beat Saber, which I'm sure quite a lot of people have yes. played. Oh, yeah, the, that, really that thing. I yeah, that. so the cool thing is my cousin's one has got it hacked. It's got it, like, jailbroken. Mm -hmm. So he's got so many songs on there, mm. like, all death metal stuff. So he's like, <laughs> playing all, all start of an easy one. So we said, so we agreed on, okay, uh, well... Holy Diver by Dio. That's pretty slow. That should be an easy one to get into. Yeah, I failed like under the first 10 seconds, like several times. And it wasn't because I was like flailing my arms in the wrong direction. So if you don't know Beat Saber, it's kind of like Guitar Hero. You just got to like move your limbs in the right direction yeah. to like hit blocks. Lightsaber, basically. Yeah, pretty much, pretty much. But what I didn't realize is like I was... I was doing the right motions, but unlike like Guitar Hero, like the blocks aren't static. They're like the actual no. width changes, so you got to reach a bit further, yeah. which is what I kept fucking up on. I was like, because I was just like swiping up, thinking, "Oh yeah, I got it." And it's like, "Oh, I'm not hearing it." And then you also got to move because they're on. You have the walls that come in, and you got to move to get out of the walls as well. Yeah, you do. Yeah, but <laughs> I, I, when I played Beat Saber, it was quite fun. I remember my actually I saw my mate yesterday who uh, who uh, had had it and I remember he done a hike a whole load of songs and then there's some other songs that I was like oh I I, I wanna I want to try these he was like oh I didn't really like that song as a, as an actual song and then I played it and then after I'd gone he he started he went back on and did the songs and he was like Dan since you've been gone I've been playing these songs on Beat Saber and now. They're on my Spotify and I'm listening to them. <laughs> so it's because I, because of me, like you found some new songs. That's pretty fun. Ah, uh, yeah, I remember having that with like guitar hero and rock band back. Yeah, in like oh, I don't want to play these songs. I don't know what they are. But to start off, you've only got like three or four songs mm. to play with. So tough shit. Mm -hmm. You're gonna like these songs. Uh, yeah, I remember yeah. like when playing uh, Guitar Hero Three, the one song that always got stuck in my head was that like, Barracuda. Just go, ooh, Barracuda. Just oh, by heart. Yeah, yeah. You just, you just had to. <laughs> play it. Might be a bit hard. But because of games great. like that, I oh, great. it's 
probably what did feed my love and like rock and heavy metal. Oh yeah, but, yeah. I, th- I think played a big part. I think a lot of games like Guitar Hero, like like Tony Hawk's, or even like GTA's and their soundtracks. I've been listening. To, I got these. Uh, I made some playlists many years ago on my Spotify which are decade playlists. I've got one for near enough every decade that has that you can have music from on Spotify. So I've got 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, noughties, 2010s, and obviously this decade. I've been listening to my noughties one and the 2010s one quite a bit, and the amount of songs on them, I'm like, oh man, it just takes me back to like Guitar Hero and fucking Tony Hawk's, and it's just a lot of nostalgia on those playlists. They're, they're absolutely fantastic. Well... You know, I've cur- they're very curated to me, but I, spe- I think the Naughties one, I think um, there's a lot of love for that. Even if you'd seen it, either of you had seen it, I bet you'd be like, oh yeah, that song, that song, like near enough, probably like 80, 90 songs, you'd be like, oh, these are absolute bangers. Well, you know, mm-hmm. that's, that's the thing with like music in games, the amount of how much it influences your music taste and how much, even when you think, you hear a song it and it makes you go, oh, it reminds me of playing Tony Hawk's and then having Superman come on. Or I remember playing that with the Guitar Hero uh, guitar on Guitar Hero 3 or whatever, you know. Mm. Oh, I'm glad you enjoyed the VR sets. Yeah, my wallet's not there. <laughs> what, are, you, are you actually buying one or are you... I, I keep looking at them. I keep looking at the deals because like, there's, there's several different ones. But I think they're kind of like phones, like they've each got their own sort of app store for what you want. Mm. But the, the one I want is the MetaQuest one, mostly because that's got Resident Evil 4 on it. Mm. And I need that, and I'm willing to pay stupid amounts of money. Even though I've played that game to death, I haven't played it in first person. To um, actually, Retro Smash said it was 19 years old the other, other week. I was like, fucking hell, I didn't realise it was that old. Yeah, yeah. I've played it way more than 19 times. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The thing is, there's, there's two different versions. There's like the MetaQuest 2 and the 3, which is not long been released, which mm. is currently retailing about £480. Yeah, it's a bit, a bit of a chunk of change. And that's not even with the game. That's just the headset. I shall see. It, it's sitting in my basket staring at me, and I just want it mm. to go down in price. I did hmm. fight about getting the... Uh, the like the version two, which is the one I played, but pretty much all the reviews have said, like, yeah, d- just get them, just get the free because it's better. And I'm the kind of person that like, if I bought the two version, I spent the entire time wishing I got like the better one. I suppose it's like buying a PS4 when a PS5 is available. But I've got one final question, just to just because I really don't know what is the actual entire game selection like for the meta. I didn't really browse to the app store. I just had a quick look at what my uh, uh, had installed, and his is jailbroken, so he's got tons of stuff on there. But it seems pretty large and wide it's like obviously the meta quest one is like made by facebook so you know but they've got access to quite a few things there's always stuff coming out for it i mean it's like a ghostbusters vr game and i fucking love ghostbusters i do wonder though how much of a gimmick it's just gonna be it's like is it gonna be something like the wii where i play it for like i'll play it for like a mum's solid and then just like it just collects dust for the rest of the time, all time i figure though stuff like beat saber would be really good for my workouts like as an addition do some weights, then do that when I've already warmed up a bit. If I can integrate uh, video gaming into my workout routine, I bloody well will. <laughs> Just play the Wii then, mate. Uh, I'll have to dig it out. <laughs> Wii Sports. Hello. And welcome to Victory Achieved Podcast, a video game podcast where we also discuss movies, anime, music, even books sometimes, as well as other things that exist. Mm. Now, I'm not in VR anymore. I'm in real life, but <laughs> I can pretend I'm VR. So right to my left is Dan. Hi. And right to my right is Brandon. What's up? What's up? <laughs> I don't know. I'm not looking up. I've not got my head to. Uh, the ceiling, <laughs> then the sky, and then space, and then galaxy. Yeah, uh, yeah we get that. Yeah, I'm quite sarcastic. When, when somebody asks me, like, oh, what's up? I'm like, uh, hot air, gravity, yeah. um, name a few. It's a loaded question, man. Quite a lot. So, how have we all been? And what have we got to discuss this week? A few things. Oh, I, I, well, I ain't bringing much, but got a lot of game updates but uh yeah all right. otherwise it's been you know same old busy week working trying to socialize on one week trying to just get through life the other and then mm. i can record with you two lovely boys ah uh, socializing i remember that yeah i don't know what that is <laughs> so what's hot what's the press what's new what's happening what's 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 the happening thing 
What what are the kids down with? Well, I've got a piercing again. <laughs> Not told you yet, Dan. I've been saving it for this. Um, I've got my septum re-pierced. Mm-hmm. It's back. Hey. <laughs> oh, yeah, that that happened. I did that because a group of people from work went to get their septum pierced. And I was too busy one day. Then when I found out that a lot of people got pierced, I was like, I've been thinking, I've been debating it for a while to get it redone. And then that just sort of gave me that final push to be like, yeah, I'm getting it done. So, yeah, the septum piercing's back. When you say group of people at work, that makes it sound like you've just gone on a field trip one day at work. It's like, yeah, <laughs> even well, right, we're all going to get a septum pierces. We have got quite a good, like, sort of friendship group on at work. So it was things like just stuff like that and or some days we'll just go like on payday just go to the pub or whatever yeah, a group of people went to get pierced i think some people are maybe going to potentially go get like tattoos and then there's just me little lonesome me because of my stupid work schedule i'm always like missing out on stuff i was like fuck it i'm gonna go i'll go by myself if i have to and then... <laughs> i've been bugging my workmates by singing fucking has been hotel songs at them because they <laughs> will not leave my brain which i suppose i may as well just go jump straight into yeah, I finished Has Been a Hotel because the final episode just aired this past Friday. So I've had eight episodes. Yeah, it was really good. Really enjoyed it. <laughs> um, uh, I, I said last episode I fully enjoyed it. But yeah, it continued to be good. I didn't think the songs in the second half were as good, but the actual show itself. Yeah, uh, very entertaining. I left mm. a bit of a cliffhanger. So I'm excited where to go with season two. Yeah, I think mm. for me, is I, I just want to watch Hell of a Boss and then Has Been a Hotel. So that's why I've not uh, watched it. But I, I will. Um, you know, we all have a bit of a backlog of stuff, and I'm just still trying to go through all of that before I start anything new. So, but I do plan to watch it myself. I'm glad you enjoyed it, though. Yes. Well, you mentioned Hell of a Boss. Um, I've actually binge watched all of it um, this last couple of days as well. Because honestly, the episodes are only like 15 minutes, and they're all available on YouTube, so you can watch them for free. Yes. And having watched it all, you don't need to have watched it to watch Has Been Hotel. Oh they're no. Two complete, completely unrelated. Like, oh, I, I, I'm. The, I'm aware yeah um they are made by the, like this the same uh sort of person and mm. um, they are they sort of share the same universe but don't really interact i think there's a couple of easter eggs in backgrounds here and there if you pay close attention mm. reference them but that's as close as you get um yeah hell of a boss was all right it's about a uh well it's basically it's mostly about an imp called blitzo who runs like a hit squad to, um, to sort of seek revenge on people who got sent down to hell who were annoyed how they got killed. So they go up to, like, kill their murderers, basically. Hijinks sing too. Again, it's got songs in it, like Has Been Hotel, but I don't think they're quite as catchy. I mean, they're just sort of there. And you can tell, like, the Has Been Hotel is like, all the budget put into it. And this is... It's, I say it's done on the cheap. It's clearly not done on the cheap. But you can tell it's not got as much production value as has been that. Uh, no. It uh, doesn't hold it back. The, the animation is still very good. The voice acting is top notch. And I do recommend it. I say it's free on YouTube. So there's nothing stopping me from watching it right now. Yeah. I do, I, like I said, I, I think it's just because that came out before has been hotel that's the only reason mm. i want to watch it before it's not because i need to watch it before has been hotel uh, i just i think it's just chronological not chronological release is why i'm i want to watch it before well they're still bringing yeah, episodes, that's they're still bringing episodes out for hell of a boss as well yeah i didn't realize that i thought it was like all done and dusted it's like oh. yeah and then the last one i seen is like all mid-season i only uploaded like last month it was like oh i thought this like yeah. wrapped up like a couple of years ago because the has been a hotel pilot was like two years ago give or take i thought oh it was all done and dusted i just need to catch up but no it's still going i don't know if they've got any uh, ideas when the next episode's out because we've been doing has been so i think it's just taking the uh, it's going on the back burner now but we'll, we'll see mm. i'm sure it'll be out before too long i, I i've watched something called the Brother's Son, uh, which is on Netflix. This is a like a martial arts comedy drama TV show uh, that my brother actually recommended me. Actually, I, you know when I mentioned about that go karting that was basically Mario Kart, mm-hmm. uh, I went out for a meal with my family after. My bro- I was talking to my brother and he was like, "Oh, he went to me. Oh, I watched something on Netflix. That I think you'd quite like actually. It's called The Brother's Son." He's telling me, and I was like. Oh yeah, I'll, I'll I'll check it out. And then I was struggling. I didn't have anything really to watch, and I was like, I don't really want to watch. Start. I don't want to start any more anime. I've got enough. I was like, I'll I'll put a, actually watch a TV show. So I picked this up, and I, I literally finished it today. It's only eight episodes, but it's it's pretty good actually. In terms of actors or actresses, the only big person is Michelle Yeoh otherwise I don't know anyone else but it's got some really good action scenes that like the first action scene reminded me of Daredevil where it's a bit like the uh, iconic hallway scene and, th- and there's quite a few good action scenes throughout the series um, what 
It's a basically about a these two brothers who are part one's part of a triad and the other one lives in Los Angeles and they've been separated for about over 10 or 10 to 13 years and so you've got one who's become an assassin and then one who wants to do like performing arts and and um, Michelle Yeoh's character who's their mother wants the guy who's doing performing arts to like become a doctor and so they have two very separate lives and their worlds clash when their father gets put into the hospital who is the head of the triads um that the uh assassin brother is part of and it's just got some good um like dynamic between the two brothers and you got the the family dynamic dynamics really endearing at times and quite funny honestly i found a lot of um heart and a lot of bits with the brothers quite relatable in just i don't know i don't think that's why my brother recommended it to me but i i definitely saw that i was like i could definitely see like the older brothers are literally a bit more like my brother and then the younger brothers a bit more like me for in a in weird ways it was a uh, quite endearing yeah it's not the best show there was a few plot twists that from like episode two i was like this is going to happen by episode six it uh, the plot twist occurred i was like yeah i guessed it it was not difficult but it was a fun eight episode show that you know if you need want to watch something that's one season thing eight episodes hour long each this i recommend the brother's son like it's it's definitely it's definitely an enjoyable show. Does it feel like it's going to continue on, or do you think that's it's it's literally that's the end? It had a post-credit scene, uh, and you know they they probably I don't know it's it's how I felt when I watched Alter Carbon season one. I just felt like they should they should just leave it. They should they mm. I don't think they need a second season. I don't think. You know, I don't know. Yeah, okay. The younger brother, that you know, there's certain things in his life that aren't resolved, and same with the older, older brother and the mum. But I, I, I feel like you can just, you know, use your imagination. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't. I, 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 I just personally, it's. I don't know. I. They might do a second season if people, if it's been watched enough. But it, I think it. It'd be a perfect one-season show, and that'd be fine. But you never know. They did a season two to Altered Carbon, and I've still not watched it. And, well, from what I hear, there's a reason, a good reason I've not watched it. So, you know, hey-ho. Like I said, I really enjoyed it. I recommend it. It's got some good action scenes, some good comedy, good drama. Yeah, it's not the most complex uh, story at times, but there's enough to love about it. Well, I did get confused. Well, not confused. I wasn't sure, but there's a bit where they go to this mansion, and I swear I saw it on a Mr. The Beast video, but I'm not sure if it did. But it was really <laughs> surreal. I was like, I swear I've seen this on Mr. Be- on Mr. Beast video. I could be wrong, but it was a bit, a bit weird. strange if it was though. Yeah, no. Like I said, it was a good show. Hmm. Brandon, you've been you read you've read something recently, haven't you? Yes, but I don't want to spoil it too much because I know you want to read it. I'm or, on yeah. Well, how far are you at the moment? Last time I checked, it was chapter fifty-two, but I've not read it in months. Well, without spoiling too much, um, I've basically been reading Call of the Night, and we spoke about the anime before on the podcast. So I'm not going to go into too much detail about that, but. For people who maybe don't necessarily know, it's about a um, kid called Cole, and he has trouble sleeping, so he thought, okay, well, not trouble sleeping, but he's bored of life, bored of school. One day, while struggling sleeping, went out and met a vampire called Nazina. And basically, the series goes off with them basically hanging out in the night, and Cole wants to become a vampire so he can escape the realms of the day. The way I... So, I finished reading it, and I'm going to rate it as a solid, like, 8.5. Like, it was a pretty, pretty damn good read. The only... Like, if I was to break it down overall, I'd say, like, the manga clearly has three individual arcs. So if it was to be animated, I can definitely predict what the three seasons... Like, if there was to be three seasons, I could tell you exactly what's going to happen in each of the three seasons and where roughly it will end. So season one, as we know, is about just just setting the scenes and everything. Season two, I'd describe as, like, you can feel everything happening. Like, you feel like there's a lot of character development finally happening. It feels like everyone's starting to make progress. Season three, again, it just steps it up a notch like that actual like stakes are now higher and then it comes to the ending so the problem i have with calling that as is is i'm not a fan of the ending it feels like a very you know like when you read like a romance or you watch a romance you want things to happen yeah yes it's basically it feels almost like a cop-out ending and it's just like i i i had such high hopes for it and i wanted certain things to happen but they just didn't which 
it left me feeling a bit sour with like the generic ending, but hey, you know, it's probably how the author wanted it to do it. It's not necessarily something that we as the viewers ne or readers necessarily want. The longer I, the older I get, the more I realize with a lot of, probably in just general, general terms, not like even like Marvel films are exactly the same. Like they tend to go for quite a lot of them. A lot of things tend to go with a more safe and more generic ending than you actually mm -hmm. realize. Whereas you have something like Infinity War, which really still just shakes up what endings could be in like mm -hmm. the modern age. And it, I don't, I don't know. I, I feel like there's maybe something behind it in a, in a, a sense. But I maybe it's more like executives to an extent with certain things. But I don't know. Probably, but by having these bland endings, it just means that it ends and then people just don't talk about it. Mm. So it literally just puts like a, it literally puts the show like basically puts the tombstone on the show and that's it. That's no longer a talking point. Whereas something like as we mentioned last like last episode with Code Geass, it had that super that that ending that well-known ending and people still talk about it to this day whereas the call of the night ending i feel like if it had the ending that we as the readers wanted it might necessarily still get spoke about and people will probably be like oh yeah like you should read call of the night you know he does this and this and this the i mean same... at the end of the day call of the night is still a fantastic read like it, it's a very satisfying read but it's just it's just a shame about the ending in my opinion well as gamers just think about some of our favourite games. Do we think? Do we remember them because of the ending or the journey? It depends on the game. For me, it depends on the game. Like sometimes the journey could be a bit shit, but then the ending is nice, or it could be the other way around. Like it could be, you know, whatever. But most of the time, with games. I mean, certain games, yeah, I like the journey. But certain games, I like the ending because it just makes it feel complete. Mm. It's like, would you make a cup of tea, steadily drink it while it's warm and let it get gradually cold? Or would you still drink it when, or would you just drink it while it's still warm? I'm trying to drink it as quick as I can while it's still warm, but... Yeah, you drink you it know. while it's still warm, while it feels good. You don't basically let it just go on no. until it gets cold. No. It's, I, I feel the same way about the media I consume. I'd rather it keep keep it warm rather than just let it... Like I feel like even when I was reading it, I could feel like, you know, for about 15 chapters or 20 chapters, it was still trying to allude to a certain point and it just didn't. Like It kept thinking, okay, it felt like the author was slowly just losing the will with it and he just wanted to put it to an end. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, it's the tea's now going cold. Just make... Just do it while the tea is still warm and don't let this sort of energy just fizzle out, which is a shame, which is I would have rated it a nine should the ending actually be a bit more wholesome than what it was. But yeah, either way, read Call of the Night. It's 200, it's 200 chapters long, so depending on how quickly you can read. As Jan says, enjoy the journey and it is a really, really good journey. Like the genre basically changes as you go through. And yeah, it's, it's still a great read. Just check it out. Well, I, I really rate the anime uh, and what I have read was really enjoyable. Mm. Um, you know, I, I do plan to fully read it. It's just as we all know, life, life gets in the way. And I'm currently reading Berserk. So that takes priority because I want to read that <laughs> before I go to Japan. So what? What do you feel about endings and the journey, Chris? Well, for me, when it comes to gaming, I'm more for the gameplay. I can forgive like a shitty ending if the actual, you know, whole experience overall was good. Mm. Uh, that's that's my take. Yeah. In fact, half the time, I'll be honest, if I'm playing a, if I'm playing a game and it's not mostly story orientated, I'm mostly just mashing X to get through it anyway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just wanted to get to the next shooty section or whatever. Mm -hmm. So yeah. But speaking of messengers, so I just played the uh, brand new for free Silent Hill game that came out on PlayStation. Mm -hmm. uh, I have thoughts. Oh. <laughs> I don't know if they're necessarily good thoughts, but I have thoughts. Oh. <laughs> I have thoughts. So, Silent Hill, the short message. Basically, it's, it's only a short experience. It's only, it really is like a couple of hours tops. So the name checks out. And being Silent Hill, it's really, really difficult to talk about story without ruining anything because it's mostly about subtext, deeper um, mm. meanings and reading into it, uh, personal trauma. In fact, this game starts up with a uh, suicide prevention hotline and message to like, reach out to people because oh. it's, you know, trauma reaching. And it, it does pop out several times. It's basically the loading screen, <laughs> but um, it does deal with those kind of issues. But I feel it was really, really, 
really lacking in the story. Like really lacking. It's it's whereas other Silent Hills, it's like kind of down to interpretation and how you read it. It's got multiple endings. This game's only got one ending, and um, it's very on the nose of <laughs> what it is all about. In a nutshell, bullying is bad. Did you know that, guys? No shit. Uh-huh. It involves around basically three teenage girls, high school, social media, messaging. I don't think I really need to say much more about a story. You could probably piece it together from that, really. <laughs> and Silent Hill, you know, well-known iconics for its monsters. This game has a monster. It's it sure as shit. It may as well be. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's sure as shit ain't scary. <laughs> it's annoying is what it is. Oh. Very annoying. So uh, this game feels like it's trying to be PT. If you played that, there's oh, yeah. no combat. It's just a walking simulator. Uh, the closest you get to like any sort of action is when the monster turns up. It's just your character like running through hallways trying to dodge around it. So you know, like oh, it's coming to the left, so you run around the sort of square shape and sort of to navigate past it. That's pretty much it. And then you just find like stuff lying around, like journal notes, that kind of thing. Just pick them up, and that's like your collectibles. But there's no achievements or anything in this game. So. Because it's pretty much a one and done experience. So I'm not going to play it again. But uh, looking online, people seem to say, yeah, we're kind of worried about the Silent Hill, <laughs> like the future of it. It's not looking great. This game's called Silent Hill, and yeah, it has like personal trauma, like every other one. But it doesn't take place in Silent Hill. The whole thing takes place in like a sort of condemned sort of uh, block of flats. And that's pretty much it. You never go outside of anything. <laughs> that's a bit of strange. It doesn't seem like Silent Hill at all. Yeah. No, no, it doesn't. Like, say, apart from the psychological trauma. You could have called this game anything else and it would have flowed. But I suppose it's just Konami releasing something. Basically, I think they're just doing it to like keep the IP because they're sat doing nothing with it. And, you know, if you know anything about copyright law, it's like if you don't do anything with your IP, then um, it's going to expire and then other people are going to do it. That's what oh, it yeah. seems like. Uh, but with your eyes, this is getting like three out of fives at most. Some people seem to have really enjoyed it, but the same people that said, oh, it's really good, it's really deep, it's like also strike me as the same thing like people who never played a Silent Hill game before. Mm-hmm. But it does speak to their like sort of like teenage demographic. But that's just the reading I'm getting. Any anyone older like grew up with the other ones like yeah, this the same time. I feel that way as well. I can't completely poo poo the game. I mean, it's free, so mm-hmm. yeah. And I did complete it. It's not like I played it for a bit and I was like, oh, this is shit, and just put it down. I did finish it. I did see it through. But the last section really was annoying. The last section is like one of these chase sequences, but you gotta like find five items before you like get to the end, and they're all sort of spread out. So essentially, you've got to do this all in one go if you get caught once it's just like instant death so yeah it's kind of annoying mm. at first it felt like trial and error it's like oh i'm going this way and she's just like there but no mm. there, there is a light aspect to it but it kind of just comes out tonight memorization there's no way you're going to do these like little chase bits like maybe, maybe the first couple on like the first attempt there's no way you're going to do it on your first attempt because you just don't know where you're going <laughs> it's just hallway after hallway after hallway and it all looks so similar and it took me what about a dozen attempts to do the last bit. Eventually, you sort of like map it out in your head, like which way goes where, because it's also that kind of it does that kind of thing where it sort of like loops around if like you're going the wrong way. So you, yeah, once you've got it memorized, that's it. Like the game's over. But you're never gonna know like where the hell you're going on your first playthrough. But yeah, would I recommend it? Not really. I mean, check it out because say it's free. Give it a well. But if this is where the future of the franchise is going to head, if it's going to do more of this, nah, you can keep that. I certainly want to pay for it. If I'd have paid even like 10 quid for this, I'd have felt ripped off. Uh, Did you go into this knowing what you were in for, or was this all no, absolutely nothing? Not a sausage. Went in completely blind. Uh, so I had no idea what to expect, but it just didn't grip me. Right. Although, um, looking at um, Blooper Team's version, they, they had a bit of gameplay uh, footage of the Silent Hill 2 remake. Mm-hmm. Would, oh dear. <laughs> It doesn't look very good. It's no Silent Hill, uh, sorry, it's no Resident Evil 4 remake. Let's put it that way. Oh. I'm very concerned about this. Silent Hill 2 is one of the best games ever made. Right. Period. <laughs> they are not doing it justice. Uh-oh. I mean, it's still not final final footage. Oh, they've really got to pull the socks up because it does not look good. It's like, oh yeah, well, Resident Evil went third person, so we're going to do like third person like, over the shoulder with this one as well, like Resi 4 did, even though Silent Hill 2 wasn't that. Okay. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm concerned. I love Silent Hill, but let's be honest, they've not released a good game in since like the 360. And even then, the games aren't considered good, but I like them. Uh, yes. Oh, that's, that's that's really a shame. It really is. It, it, it's... 
the Silent Hill games at, at the minute feel the same as like Resident Evil when it comes to films. Oh, <laughs> it's, like, it's, like, it's like okay, you got the name attached to it. Why is it bad? Let's make a good one. You were, you made you made like three, four smash hits straight out the knocked them out the park in a row. Why can't you seem to do that anymore? Oh wait, Konami. That's why. Mm. I mean, it all makes sense. Yeah. Um. I mean, I'm definitely going to play Silent Hill two when it comes out because obligation, I suppose. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Maybe it won't be that bad, but I do not have high hopes in any stretch for it. I don't think anyone has. I think anyone's seen it. Went. Oh, oh no. <laughs> Yeah, I know. Um, I know it's been delayed a few times, but um, could you guys like you know delay it by a couple more years and start again? <laughs> start. Again. <laughs> can you not just do whatever what you've made? Unmake it. <laughs> Try it again. I'm just like, just just don't do it. I I don't. I want the original's fine. Just I don't want a remake of it. I want to hear the the awful voice acting of James Sunderland. Well, that's already been done with the HD collection. <laughs> Yeah, and then that can fuck off as well. I like it. I mean, not not because of the, like, the technical aspects of it. Mm. I mean, I just like it because it's the easiest way to play it now. True, yeah. true. And, yeah. and and again, gameplay-wise, gameplay-wise, it's the fucking same. So that's what I'm here for, for the most part. Mm. Uh, so, uh, last episode I mentioned I've been playing uh, Bowser's Fury, literally the day after we recorded. I uh, beat it, 100%ed it. Still, everything, uh, it's, you know, everything I said last episode, still true. It's a fun, short Mario game, pretty easy, and I'll, there's a few things that by after I'd like, beaten the story, I was like, yeah, I can see what they're doing it was like the same old things. I was like, yeah, okay. And then the day after that, I actually finally beat the story of uh, Pikmin 4. Mm. Yeah, man, that game is still so, so fucking good. Oh, like, easily one of the best games that came out last year. You know, I, I said it before. If you've never played Pikmin, Pikmin 4 is probably the best Pikmin game to get to have a go. It's the... I'd probably say it's the best Pikmin game. I would love Pikmin 2, but I think Pikmin 4 is better. But, uh... Um, so yeah, and I've been... I finally beat Act 1 of Baldur's Gate 3 after nearly, after like 45 hours. <laughs> I pretty much nearly 100%ed Act 1 as best I could. There was a few things I've missed, some because the game updated after I'd done them. So that, and then a few things is because you have different, there's so many different choices. There's certain things that you can't do just in general because if you'd make one choice, you lock yourself out of other things because that's on a game like that that with so many choices that's just what you have to deal with uh, I, I absolutely love Baldur's Gate 3 I'm, I've started Act 2 now and you know still pretty still good still Baldur's Gate 3 and then I, I forgot we spoke well that you two have spoken about it on the podcast but I've been playing Hades quite a bit uh, recently really enjoying that um, so yeah that's all my gaming like I've gamed a lot but everything we spoke about on the podcast before so that's all I have to <laughs> have to say <laughs> Right, if you're if you're on about gaming updates, I can say that I've, after so after you know we discussed this. I can't remember if it was the last episode or the episode before somewhere, but I finally decided to bl- uh, platinum Bloodborne. I was missing the trophy for two of the endings because for some reason I keep going for the great one ending where you use all the umbilical cores, and for some reason I didn't get the other two endings of when you sacrifice yourself to the moon presence mm-hmm. and let German basically kill you. And I've got no idea how I didn't get those trophies, but I've definitely done the endings. But hey ho, so I did two play throughs did that and did the got all the weapons because they were the only ones i was missing yeah it was it, was, it felt refreshing to play a blood to play uh, to play bloodborne again felt nice just to go back and do it well if we're doing gaming updates <laughs> <laughs> on the last episode i was talking about the uh lords of the fallen reboot and since last week uh since last recording i have finished it and i've gotta say as it went on it got a lot better i mean i thought it was a bit clunky to start but as it went on as you have more places to explore more bosses to fight more equipment to play with it got a hell of a lot better I, I really enjoyed it so much so I started a uh, second playthrough on live streaming honestly some of the boss fights in it were really good like some of the best ones I've had like period 
There's a couple like um got a I've got a really good gimmick to them. Like one boss, for example, I I had was against a sort of like giant undead crow thing. But you didn't attack it directly, it like summoned the ghost, and that ghost summoned more enemies, which um you have to attack the ghost, but you can't like if you remember in the last one it said like this is like a mortal realm and a sort of undead realm. And you can only fight the ghosts by um going into the undead realm and fighting it. That's what makes sense. But say so the, the target's not the crow, but the crow like acts as a sort of like um it does like aoe attacks for you to like dodge so you're dodging that you're trying to attack this ghost who like disappears and teleports around the arena from time to time who summons in more ads but honestly um it starts off like small like okay that's a gimmick hit that but she summons more and more things in and this stuff she summons in gets progressively harder so you start with like normal enemies but then you get like you know like the sort of mini boss enemies that come in as well and honestly it kind of reminded me of um nobody uh the old oh is it old ivory king boss from Dark Souls 2 where it oh, feels yeah. more like a sort of scale battle because you can also bring a summon in with you so it's like oh you, you're, ba- you're, you're dodging and balancing a lot of things mm. but it felt really satisfying and it wasn't like stupidly difficult you just gotta like keep track of what everything that's going on monitoring like every position you're in so there's, you never once felt safe but in mm. a good way it was just a really good fight there's a couple of other good ones as well like there's a, a boss that sort of like repeats like re- reoccurs every now and again and even he puts up a really good fight at the end like when you finally take him down it's like finally take that you fucker mm. kind of like like having nemesis from like Resi 3 or something like dark souls 4 <laughs> like you can stay down yeah if i have one major nitpick with this progression progression's weird there's a couple of times where i thought okay i've beat the boss onto the next area only to find it like loops me back to like the main hub i was like oh well where the fuck do i go now <laughs> um, legit just to make progress you have to go to an area that's about two thirds of the way through a game to like a boss arena that there's no indication of you have to do that but you have to do that you just have to know to go there hmm. which I'm sure if you like talk to all the NPCs and listen to all the dialogue like and really let it sink in you probably know where to go but you know it's a problem when you go into Google and it like <laughs> auto it auto fills what this is like where the fuck where the fuck do I go <laughs> but that aside now I know where I'm going yeah, I, I really do highly recommend it. I like, really do. I, I was a bit on the fence with it. I wasn't sure whether I liked it or not, but it, it got a lot there. So, guys, try try Lords of the Fallen too. Well, not Lords of the Fallen reboot. Seriously, it's it's pretty good. I really liked it. I guess there's our updates. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what else we got, boys? <laughs> I mean, I've watched new stuff, but I haven't finished it yet, so I can't sp- really make a solid opinion of it until I'm done with it. Well, do you have a sneak peek of what you've been listening to or watching? Well, I've been watching Full Metal Panic. So after Code Geass. So I was like, okay, let's just. I feel. I feel like watching another early two thousands anime, and Full Metal Panic was one that kept cropping up on my on sort of my suggested to me. So I thought, you know, pick it up. It's, it's another mecha anime. It's, I say mecha loosely. You know it's how Code Geass is mecha, but it's got themes around it. So it's it's more like that. Again, set in a school, and it's essentially just got to protect these soldiers have basically got to protect this young girl because she's what's called a whispered so she has like certain powers and yeah it's just basically just them protecting her i'm only six episodes in so i can't really don't really know anything that's happened apart from they've protected her once <laughs> there's probably a lot more protecting up to, like coming up i've got a question for you two actually is there a game in your backlog that you know i either not finished or never played that you want to f- play and finish this year Baldur's gate 3 <laughs> Yeah, okay. Maybe, okay, uh, one that's been in your backlog for years, not a rec- a more recent game. Like, I-, I know what I would, I'd probably say the last story for me. That's been in my backlog for years, and I've never played it, and I really want to play it. So that might be a game I want to try dig out and try and play. Is there anything like, I don't know, you bought it in like 2013 or 2008, and you've still not played it or beat it? I'm just looking for my Steam library, see if there's anything in there screaming out at me. But I don't see anything on my steam i need to finish tales of arise on ps5 oh, that's a bit more recent but that's one that i bought when i bought the ps5 and it's one i wanted to play I... and i started playing it for about i don't know six eight hours into it and i keep getting distracted by other things i hear it's really good but then it's a long jrpg so you yeah the tales of yeah, games are I... you kind of know what you're getting in for yeah like i remember 
when I was speaking to my brother about about games, he was like, "Oh, I'm playing Resident Evil 2 remake," and I was like, "Oh, we're talking about stuff." And I mentioned Baldur's Gate, and he's just like, "Yeah, I don't have the time to play those long games anymore." And I was like, "Yeah, neither do I to a certain extent." But then, if I'm really really like it, I will set aside that time to play stuff like that. But yeah, and that's what's yeah. why one of the things why I want to play the last story because it's although it's a JRPG. It's like, I think it roughly takes about 30 hours to beat, 30 to 40 hours. And I think a lot of the like bits where you need to grind, it's more natural than uh, other JRPGs. I think that's one of the things why I want to play it. Probably a bit like um, Super Mario RPG, because you said you didn't really need to grind up any levels. No, no, you just sort of like do it naturally. So it's like the whole game's like built mm. around like, tactics and that. So it's so much so that uh, there's been so many like level one runs. Like if you just play smart and you can just get by like the leveling up it's more of a safety net than anything right. tell you what um slight change of subject i'll tell you what i am looking forward to for uh that's out on ps plus in a couple of days uh you guys seen that game steel rising which is no. like these it's the souls like games that's like set in like renaissance france as you play as a sort of robot steel it's got don't it sounds familiar but i'm not really sure i think it came out like two or three years ago probably longer but it's it's got lies of p vibes oh uh, yeah it, yeah, I just saw a screenshot of it. Yeah, it does very much look like Liza P vibes. Yeah, I've thought about taking a chance on it a couple of times, but I've never once seen it like cheaper on sale. And I even when it had a six out of ten. Yeah, that's what that's what I mean. Like, I, I've never seen it like it's, it's like reviews are just like on the fence. So I think even when it has been on the sale, it's still been like forty quid. It's like no, I don't want to really pay that for a game I don't know if I'm gonna like or not. Reviews are kind of meh, but it's coming on PlayStation Plus like in a few days, so uh, I'll play it for free. Sure. Uh, look forward to that and a review for next week I think I might tag you for that one yeah 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 I'm gonna grab that mm. and I have actually played one more thing which is just I've just reminded myself of I haven't played it an awful lot but I've got enough to get the gist alright have you guys heard of a little game called Brotato yes yeah. No. You don't uh, heard of Brotato? No. Bro. 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 <laughs> Bro. <laughs> I, had to, I had to squeeze that one in yeah have you played it at all Brandon? No. Uh, you might like it. I'm a bit on the fence with it. It is. You know Vampire Survivors? Yeah, of course we do. I'll do, do that with a, put, put a potato in it. Yeah. yeah pretty much. <laughs> That's pretty much it. Little <laughs> Survivors, yeah. Yeah. So here's the thing with Potato. Uh, the graphics are a bit like Binding of Isaac-ish, although it feels like a pale imitation of Vampire Survivors. There seems to be like a bit of a lack of variety in like the levels. Like They all look... From what I've played, they all look the same, to sort of like grey, muted colours. Nothing pops. It, it's I tell you what, it reminds me of you know those sort of early flash games, like on new grounds. <laughs> kind of reminds me of that, like, like someone's made in like the bedroom in like ten minutes. In the gameplay, yeah, it plays like Vampire Survivors, and there are quite a lot of weapons and um, uh, attachments you can get, things to support. But for the most part, all the support things have like up and down sides so it's like oh plus two rate of fire but like minus five health everything's like that so it doesn't seem to be there's, there's no like shop in it you know like in vampire survivors uh, you buy upgrades over time mm. there doesn't seem to be any of that there's like unlocks for like uh, finishing a run using x character and getting so many kills with this that and the other uh so more like feats than unlockable oh, okay i guess what i do find weird though is that you can use like multiples of the same weapons you can have up to six weapons but you could like, say like have six shotguns if you really wanted to hmm. but it all like falls on a dice roll of what you're going to get when you level up but your stats and like your guns are like two different things so you use like the in-game currency that you find knocking around kind of like vampire vibes experience like it like doubles up as like one and the same thing like money and xp is the same item and you can level up in between rounds because it's all wave based it's not like a continuous thing which I'm not sure if I prefer that or not. I, I think I much prefer the, the Vampire Survivors route where it's just constantly coming at you rather than breaking it up. But I understand how it does it for the gameplay. Because you, if you get enough XP, you level up between rounds and then you can use like your currency to buy, buy whichever guns and knickknacks you want. Uh, but they're all only relevant to that run. Once it's over, that's it. Start from scratch all over again. So I've put about an hour into it. So I've done like, what, four or five runs, like, which is pretty much enough to get the gist of it. And yeah, it, it's okay. Just okay. <laughs> it's just okay. It, it's no replacement for Vampire Survivors, not by a long shot. But if you want something else to scratch that itch, then you can say you do worse, but I'm not sure what, what else is out there that plays the same to me. Uh, 20 seconds to 20 minutes till dawn. There's that. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. I still need to check that out. Somebody mentioned that to me on stream and I've not looked at it. I'll get around to it eventually. Guys, don't anything 
anything else? <laughs> paid off. I paid off fucking Japan. That was not a nice time of having all that money go out. But other than that, I ain't got anything else to talk about. Sorry, guys. That's all right. Well, I'll tell you what, um, Brandon, you mentioned shortly before stream about modding as a yeah. uh, topic. So, Should we talk about modding for a bit? Yes. Yeah, so the reason why I bring this up is because one game which has been stuck with me for a very long time is Terraria. And I'd say about, yeah, this, I say, yeah, literally this year, my viewers on, on Twitch, we did like a Terraria playthrough using like the like the difficult seed. And they were like, oh, we should next do Terraria modded. And originally I was a bit skeptical because I've never really done like game mods i don't know exactly how they work you know because i've always been like a console gamer and consoles in terms of mods are very much a very rare occurrence but it only sort of recently came about when like skyrim anniversary edition came out and they brought in like the workshop tools from bethesda into that but then now that i've got sort of got more into pc stuff we decided to do like a terraria modded playthrough and i can just i'm just going to say this straight up that after playing the terraria modded playthrough and like some of the different mods that some of the uh, workshop people have made it's going to be very very difficult for me to go back to vanilla because some of the mods are just fucking incredible so while we've been recording like for the past two recordings this is record number three since i've been doing this is i've been playing a terraria mod called the calamity mod and essentially this has essentially added in like a whole bunch new items you know rather than having your usual skylines islands you now got like planets in the air with labs there's also laboratories in each of the different biomes which you can explore there's whole new biomes there's whole new bosses they've completely transformed the game and literally i'd say even doubled the size of the base game because of the mod and also all the other quality of life stuff that comes with it and it's just been an absolutely phenomenal experience like all the it's just it just it feels like i'm playing a, a new game because originally a lot of people were wanting a sequel of terraria to come out and everyone was thinking that terraria 2 was going to come out and real logic were working on terraria 2 but it never sort of gave fruit from the fruit tree the tree just started to rot away and they just basically kept investing into terraria and terraria base game itself is more than 10 years old and it's, it's towards the end of its lifespan so mods are the way forwards to bring life to the older games and i thought as a point of discussion like have you guys ever experienced like with mods in games or even if it's simple stuff like pokemon mods or skyrim mods you know your generic rpg mods or anything like what sort of mods have you guys do, do you know about or what have you experienced well i've not really dabbled with mods all that much because I'm a console gamer, so they're pretty much off the table for the most part. I have played a few games which I suppose they are mods, but they're more like uh, fan-made campaigns. But they, are, they aren't mods, really. Um, and I've played those for like the original Dungeon Keeper. Legend of Grimlock 2 has got amazing mod levels, like for long, like 40, 50 hour long campaigns. Like, they'll keep you going. You get your money's worth out of them. And they're free, so you definitely get your money's worth out of them. But all my knowledge of mods is like secondhand, which I've seen from other like YouTube videos or someone else playing them. But I think the mods that stick out in my mind are the funnier ones, like the costume changes. Like Resident Evil 3, for example, uh, a chap, uh, Dante Ravioli, he, he had a mod where Jill was firing a banana. She was dressed up in like a sort of nightgown gear. Well, mm. I say nightgown. It's like the full-on button-up sort of like stripy pajamas with like the little floppy hat mm. and... Uh, uh, of course, uh, Nemesis was played by Shrek. Um, <laughs> so there's a lot going on to unpacking that story. Like, it kind of makes it slightly less scary, but slightly more entertaining at the same time. Of course, if you really want to talk about mods, like the, the heavier ones, anything to do with Skyrim or Fallout, yep. make the dragons Randy Savage. Fuck it, why not? <laughs> and uh, pr pretty much every game, I think, by law now, has, has a mod where you, Thomas the Tank Engine is in it in some form. Yeah, like Choo Choo Charles, that was funny. Mm. Yeah, like, I've used a lot of mods on Skyrim. It got to the point where it was like, maybe this is too much. <laughs> I had like, uh, as you say, that the Thomas Tank Engine mod for the dragons. I had the, I had like Legend of Zelda ones where I had like uh, extra areas. I had like Naruto mods so you could have the Rasen Rasengan and like Chidori as spells in <laughs> <laughs> in Skyrim, yeah, and some other, and some other actual gameplay ones or texture ones, which which were quite good. But yeah, I had a lot of like random, random shit that ultimately just either made the game stupidly easy, more than it already is, or just 
kind of destroyed the actual traditional experience of Skyrim. So Skyrim is one of those like you should 100% play it with mods but also make sure you have Skyrim on something else to play it traditionally (laughs) (laughs) because they're fun. The mods are fun but they also ruin it. I know you could just be like just turn it off so there's also that but uh, you know because I had a mod where I think it was a Zelda mod so I had like the Zelda armor and one of the pieces of Link's armor was so easy to smith and sold for so much that it I just made so many and that was just my source of gold and then it was just like why am I doing this I don't <laughs> need all this gold but I, I had and then it had like a found had like over a thousand and you can't sell them just like that so I had to wait days and days and days and then to make more and more and more and it's like well at least I'm not I'm never going to run out of money but it's just excessive now <laughs> I know they eventually brought like so you could get download mods on onto consoles on for like Skyrim but I don't know how that will work really but there are some good mods like there is a mod for uh, the Fallout 3 and Fallout New Vegas where you can combine the map right I don't I'm not completely sure how that works but uh it's but it sounds pretty cool so you basically have both games in one Oh. So I know um, someone's been slowly modding Morrowind in the Skyrim engine. <laughs> I, I remember I downloaded a few a, a few like mods or cool maps for Killing Floor many years ago. One was the Kakariko Village from A Link to the Past. Yeah, it's just little things like that, really. You're thinking back. I have played a couple of randomizers. Oh, they're mods, aren't they? Yeah, they're mods. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Obviously, I've done like uh, stuff like Pokemon Nuzlocke. Pokemon on randomizers and they're fun uh especially if you're doing like under sort randomize because you don't know what you're gonna get especially if you mod it into like putting the national decks in so you can like play gem free and it's got like looking everything <laughs> uh they're, they're fun but one mod i've you were, you were talking earlier about games that we've we've yet to finish i've yet to finish the randomized run of a link to the past i just keep getting soft lot every fucking time and one <laughs> day i'm gonna do it i'm gonna fucking do it one day looks gonna be on my side <laughs> mm. what how did that randomizer work uh a link to the past one yes yeah, um, basically all the contents in the chests have switched. Oh, so, okay. So I, I got stuck on my last one because I could not find... Um, oh, what was it? I couldn't find the bow. I think it was. And if, without the bow, you can't do like the first dungeon in like the dark world. I was like, oh, what the fuck is it? Chances are it's probably behind the boss, so I need to kill the boss in order to get it. I'm pretty screwed. <laughs> so I were, like checked everywhere. But um, every, every time I've like thrown my hands up and go, oh, that's it, I can't do it. Pretty, I'm pretty sure I must have missed a chest here or there because, you know, there's, there's one or two chests in Zelda. You know? But I like to think I know the game very well. I think I would have checked them all, but I've, I've attempted like three or four times and I just seem to get soft lot in one way or another. But I'm determined to beat it one day. Has there been any other game mods you guys have ever wanted to do, but purely because of like accessibility reasons, obviously being on consoles that like you've never really had a chance to do? I'd love to do like Resident Evil randomized. Uh, like everything just again, just all the items switched around. It's like you you know start the game with a minigun, but I've got no fucking ammo for it, so it's actually way harder than it sounds. It is see a game like that where it's like puzzle based, where you need like locks and keys will completely force you to play it extremely differently because you just mm. don't know where anything is. You stuff you sort of run by a room without giving it a second thought, thinking oh. There's only like herb and implements in there. It's like, oh no, that, that's got the thing I want. Uh, unfortunately, there's some really hard enemies in there. So, but I want to try that. Dark Souls, like the first one, I even bought on Steam to try and randomize it. Couldn't get the fucker working. I followed the guide to a T and it did not fucking work. Uh, I was a bit annoyed by that. So, I so bought the game again. It was on the Steam Workshop or Jeff do it like some sort of dodgy way you know it was years ago so i can't really remember but I'm, i'll probably have another look at it because i've not really looked at much of the um the, the steam stuff because like, I'm, I'm i'm a complete noob when it comes to modding so i i generally don't know how most of it works i went over man- the terraria <laughs> is you've got like a separate steam thing so you've got terraria base game but then you've got what's called t mod loader which is basically the modded version of terraria and literally it's just a case of you find a mod you click download and it just does it for you then you can manage it and just choose which ones you want active so like very very straightforward yeah like, so it's a bit like like the, it's a bit like the fan campaigns on um, Legend of Grimrock. It's just like a download and it does it all for yeah. you. I think it's a lot more sophisticated now than it was like even like five years ago. Oh yeah, like yeah. going on like, some sort of dodgy websites, downloading a file, like putting it into your game files and doing all sorts. Yeah, you got to start fucking coding it and that's like fucking touching that. <laughs> <laughs> if I put one decimal point in the wrong place, the whole game doesn't work anymore. Yeah, like, opening no. up C prompt and notepad trying to get the mod. To... <laughs> yeah, fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, that's one 
a mod which I would really like to try because um, when we had Worldy on and we were speaking about speedrunning, there's obviously I can't remember if we spoke about it, but Yu-Gi-Oh Forbidden Memories is a, is an infamous game for speedrunning because of all the RNG. And there's one particular speedrunning category called the 15 card um, category, where every time you defeat an opponent, rather than give you a single card at the end of the battle, they'll give you 15 from their pool. And I can't figure out how to get that to work, like based on like the emulator or whatever. But that'll be one mod I'd like to try. Just in terms of like just one day as a stream, just be like, okay, let's try and do a fifteen card speed run. Like usually they can get done in about a couple hours or whatever, or or maybe not even that. But yeah, that'll be one thing which I'd really like to try. Yeah, I you remind me of a mod I did download, which was for the original Tomb Raider on PC, which was to switch the controls so that I could use an Xbox three sixty controller because you have to uh, get a mod for that. Yeah, yeah, because because on Steam for original Tomb Raider you have to use a uh, mouse uh keyboard and mouse or basically keyboard. Oh. Yeah, now you can see why. It's a bit extra that you need to download a whole mod to I do know. that it's not a bit, just have it in the crap. base game. But that's how they were on PC. That's why people always played them on PlayStation. <laughs> hmm. So that's a bit odd that cuz my Xbox controller works fine on my laptop and my old one as well. I didn't have to download a patch or anything. I just plugged oh. it in and it really worked. No, no, no. So the actual original Tomb Raider game, you can't mm. play the controller. You have to use keyboard and mouse. So okay. to, I had to download a mod so I can use it because it's not compatible just on it. So if you like, if you buy right now, if you went and bought Tomb Raider uh, on Steam, you cannot use a controller with it. Okay. That's that's what I mean. That's and I was like, well, I'm not gonna struggle with a keyboard and mouse, mm. or more the keyboard. Mm. So that's why I had to download that mod. It was a bit so, annoying. Tell you what, I don't miss um when I was first like emulating stuff like back when I was like 16, 17, and playing everything on a keyboard. <laughs> and I wish I had the uh, I wish I could have used a controller back then. It's so much nicer now. Trying to play Super Metroid on a keyboard when you're trying to you know do the uh, dash boots and you know run and start wall jumping. On a fucking keyboard is nigh on impossible. <laughs> uh, mods have been like big for the uh, gaming community because you've got stuff like um, is it Team Fortress Two and like Overwatch, which both kind of stem from like a Half Life sort of mod originally, weren't they? Yeah. Was it? Um, and Counter Strike was one as well. So maybe yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm not. I'm not sure actually. <laughs> no, I'm not an expert on modding, and I you know some of the bigger franchises around now started life as well. Half Half-Life, and then someone had, had the idea of like, yeah, why don't we make it multiplayer? And then boom, Team Fortress 2, and then Portal happened. <laughs> There's a few more steps to it than that. Mm. Uh, and then you had like the, the whole legal problems with uh, stuff like Grand Theft Auto with the hot coffee mod. The what? You know about the hot coffee mod? No. Basically put nudity in it. And oh. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, there was like pretty much a lawsuit against it, which led on to other things like more gaming restrictions or the way they can... You know, I don't really know. I know it's popular. <laughs> I know people have done like fucking documentaries on it, but I am not an expert in any way, shape or form. But I suppose I killed that conversation with <laughs> I've just gone into a website just to have a look at what some of the most known mods are and obviously you've got like the Dark Souls randomizers, regular Stray Souls, you've got Final Fantasy 9 Moggery mod. With the Moggery mod, Final Fantasy 9 can now be visually enriched and enhanced to make it more playable on modern systems. Right, okay. Um, it's just it's a lot of the t- oh, roleplay servers on GTA 5, Grand Theft Auto San Andreas, wait, S-A-M-P, there's no doubt let's go for Grand Theft Auto, blah blah blah, allowing players to engage in multiplayer shenanigans. Okay, so it's, essentially it's a mod for San Andreas which allows you to do multiplayer which is yeah interesting but yeah terraria's on the list i knew that straight away doom 3 the dark mod as well mm. which just makes it just darker and more sinister obviously there's gary's mod which is prop hub which is like one of the most well-known mods as well final fantasy 7 randomizers oh that'd be interesting skyrim having whole new different um cities and stuff <laughs> skyrim vr as well fucking hell oh yeah that's another one i want to try and get my hands on <laughs> again play, play those games to death but it'll completely change it when you in that perspective when you're like fully immersed in it yeah if you've uh, got arachnophobia uh, you might want to stay clear of the Skyrim VR the frostbite spiders <laughs> I'm, I'm good I'll try and make friends with them oh, I, I, I'm, I've not got arachnophobia I'm just saying if anyone listening you know oh, yeah. we, any of us three do but you know what I mean actually mod wise one of the mods in Skyrim turns the uh, spiders into bears just for that reason <laughs> I, wonder, I wonder how you know that because I know Wait, I... And you just get very confused when a spy when a spider starts roaring at you like oh or if a or, 
also in one day a bear just spits at you and like, okay, that's actually a frostbite spider. <laughs> well, we all know bears can spin webs and shoot venom at you. Mm. That's a science. <laughs> you know when you go through Bleak Falls Barrow and you meet the um the wounded giant frostbite spider. Mm. I can't imagine that just being a bear just descending from the top when it when he greets you in front of the dark oh, yeah. elves. Yeah, it spins around with a thread from its ass. Yeah, as you know, bears do. Yeah, yeah, seen it, seen that modern action. Yeah, you just have to bear with it. Mm. But um. Okay, here's another question about mods then. <laughs> Obviously, mo- majority of us, we became console gamers on everything. Of the console games you've played, which game, like, if you had all the skills and technology in the world and you could just do it there and then, what sort of a mod would you like to make and then what sort of games? Yeah, again, I'm a simple man. I, uh, I, I like the games as is, but I would just like new and fresh ways to play them. So for me, just something simple like randomizers would be fantastic. Like, mm. um, I don't know, uh, Metroid Prime randomize, move all the items. So you end up exploring areas completely out of order mm. just, you know just keep things fresh move enemies around keep, keep you on your toes so you can't get complacent but yeah, like the final boss in like the first yeah. yeah like imagine like on Dark Souls 1 normally you'd fight the asylum demon you open up it's just fucking a bed of chaos you're like oh shit here we go yeah because um, pe- people do stuff like uh, or, uh, duplicate the amount of enemies that are in yeah. there or like, yeah. like, like make every enemy like the final boss it's like yeah that, that's more of a fucking around thing that's not a Really sensible thing. I know people have done it and like done full playthroughs of it, but they're more for like actual content creation. It's like no no person in their right mind is actually going to sit down and just play it for themselves for fun. They'll play it for entertainment reasons. You ain't going to do it in your spare time. <laughs> okay, what about even in terms of like mods for quality of life? Like, what would you do as well? Because they exist. Skip cutscenes. <laughs> Oh, you dead, monkey. Dead space. <laughs> I Fucking love that monkey. game. I played it there. For fuck's sake, <laughs> let me skip. <laughs> oh, Dan understands what I mean by calling Chris a monkey. Yep. <laughs> if if I, anything, I I'd like think. to like do mods f- to make like more cutscenes for certain things. Like you know when certain cinematics just feel a bit a bit abrupt. Like I'd like to see a cutscene of the fucking Taurus demon jumping. Like what is the Taurus demon doing just before he appears? It's something sure. simple like that. Oh, just having a nice cup of tea and you're just doing him and annoying him. You're like, oh shit! Oh, gotta stop the invader. I'm really got an answer i just i can't really think of anything to be honest you know i know yeah i I can't i can't think of anything to be honest Uh, it's a tough one isn't it because games like you're hardwired to know how a game works and basically if you when you're thinking of trying to mod it it's like you're essentially changing the entire game making it a brand new experience that's a hard thing to try to conjure up when, you, when you've already got in your head mm. how what the game is and how it works mm. what simple things like I don't know programming like a death counter so like if you're doing like a challenge run you can just see how many times you died rather than just having to ma- manually keep track just what's simple uh, I guess one mod I think actually ah, here's quite a mod that would be quite nice I know on like fan, fan made games they do put it in but like if you have like um if you're doing a nuzlocke one mod is to make sure that if when a pokemon does lose all its health it stays dead that that that's an interesting mod so that you know right you can obviously if you're doing a nuzlocke you turn it on if you're not doing a nuzlocke obviously you don't have it on but when you're doing a nuzlocke so then it's not like oh wait shit i accidentally revived him it's like no no once they've run out of health right there you go they're dead put them in the box move mm-hmm. next pokemon there you go yeah that'd be quite handy yeah i know let's keep them all rather than release them or whatever see when the newer pokemon games like i've just finished shining pearl uh, you want mods that sort of like allow you to like probably like turn off experience sharing like scarlet and violet mm. um oh please yeah stuff like that um skip tutorials skip intros like yeah yeah he's like i know how to catch a pokemon mate this is like not my first rodeo we get it mm-hmm. <laughs> on a this is nothing to do with modding actually but i just thought of it before before we even mentioned pokemon um there was a update on the switch for uh is it pokemon home is that what it is yes i've not played it uh well well pokemon home's the apple uh, that allows you to transfer pokemon from the different games on the switch um and now it's had a the an update or whatever it is so you can transfer pokemon from legends arceus into like scarlet and violet if you okay. if people are interested in like that that's a thing now so it's kind of made me want to play uh, Legends Arceus again because it's like, oh, I can actually have a Hoosian Arcanine on Scarlet and Violet, which is pretty cool. Or I know there's been some, uh, I know there's a complete change of topic, but I know that there's been like some bro- Pokemon from Legend Arceus that have completely broken the um, competitive Pokemon scene. <laughs> Because they're just that good. Like, uh, I think, is it the Basculin of all form? I think that in Scarlet and Violet is just too strong. Mm. 
But anyway, that was just something I just remembered. Well, looking at it, I think they ought to, even though it's not out yet, I think they ought to mod the Silent Hill 2 remake so it's, you know, actually Silent Hill 2. <laughs> well, that's the thing like with mods, because they literally completely change the way you can play a game. Like I mentioned with Chivari, it literally turns it into a whole new experience. Or as in, like, player design maps and stuff. So yes, why can't they just mod Silent Hill and make it become actually Silent Hill with Pyramid Head and the, the nurses and, you know, actual Silent Hill itself rather than just a block of apartments? If you look at a game like Starfield, which is relatively recent, which, you know, is sold well enough, but, you know, people don't think a high lot of, of it, you know it's just going to keep, it's going to be in a modding scene that's going to keep it relevant yeah 100 it's, it's, like, it's, yeah. it's down to the fans that actually make it good <laughs> yeah it's reasons like why skyrim as well is obviously not only just because it's a great game but the mods keep it keep it fresh mm. yeah even like minecraft minecraft's fucking ridiculous for mods as well you know what fucking bethesda's guys i'll give them this they could just release anything like just release like a basic framework it's like, right, here's the code. This is basically a game. You've got your basic structure there. Have at it. Make it whatever yeah. fuck you want. Modern, make your own go. game. <laughs> yeah. You want to make it Skyrim? You want to make it Fallout? You want to make it Starfield? Fucking go ham. Here you go. It's a first-person game. You do the graphics. So it's, it's all yours. <laughs> I do feel like it seems like it's quite often it's the, the Bethesda games which tend to get modded the most like, out of a lot of other gaming companies. I don't know Because they're quite open, there's a lot of options from the get-go. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Very broken as well. <laughs> Very oh, broken, yeah. yeah. Mod to fix it. <laughs> my, my yeah, that's, that's looking, a thing as well. <laughs> like... I'll tell you what, I, I bet it's relying on modders who have got things like OCD. So they deliberately release it broken so they know someone will fix it, but they won't stop there. They'll keep going. And Genius. before you know it, they'll be like, okay, we're going to introduce it as an update so it's no longer a mod. Yeah. That's just reminded me. Uh, one mod I, I do have that I, I was playing the other year that I spoke about on the podcast was um, a Vampire Mask Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlines, where because uh, there's a mod that fixes the bits in the game where it uh, freezes. Oh, it fixes the entire game. For yeah, what I understand. Much, yeah, everyone's said like, oh, if you play it, don't buy the don't play the base version because it won't work. <laughs> you have yep. to, It's like the it's like the fan patch is like mandatory. Like, yep. Yeah, if you don't have that, it ain't gonna work. Yep. So, there you go. Well, if that's about it on mods, that'd be the beginning of our outro. So, yes, I think that's really much. Yeah, I think that's it. <laughs> well, you can, as always, you can find us on the social medias the Facebook, the Instagram, the Twitter. Uh, you can find us on Spanky's YouTube channel and you can watch these two lovely boys on Twitch Sibaka and Spanky Rambles and you can listen to us on all your podcast uh, streamings um, thanks for listening I don't know what else to say um, if you're on the internet right you can find us it's essentially what we're getting across yeah yeah um, don't know what else to say listen to Retro Smash they're all great yeah <laughs> I I, I Every episode, I don't know what to say. Listen, just follow us on social media, general. Da, 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 da. I tell you what, guys, if you don't like this outro, then uh, just get a mod for it. Yeah, I think you should. Yeah, just just mod the podcast. Make it how you yeah. want it. Just fix it. Uh, <laughs> this is the outro. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Oh no, <laughs> I can tell Dan's not part of the modern community. <laughs> like robotic voices, AI voices. There you go. I don't I'm pretty know. certain ChatGPT can write a mod. Mm. There is no way ChatGGP can come out with the same kind of shit I come out with. There's no way it can predict it. Well, and who knows? I've got it on my phone. I will ask it at some point. Who knows? ChatGGP, make a Victory Achieve podcast episode. <gasps> Fair, I did. We can literally actually... phone it in one time. <laughs> Fair, I did actually listen to a podcast where on the podcast they actually uh, tried to get the um, ChatGPT to do that, but then it all failed because it could, didn't. It couldn't uh, identify uh, that their podcast was a real podcast. <laughs> I should also say their podcast is bigger than ours, so uh, that's also a thing. But hey, that will have a secretive ChatGPT one that only that only that that particular branch of ChatGPT ChatGPT knows about. Won't access the, the wider neural network as Tesla intends. Mm. You know what I mean? Well, who knows what will? Who knows what shit will spew next episode? Probably more than what shit we chatted this episode. <laughs> Probably not as much shit as Konami or could release. Or uh, as much, at least, um, what, what's he called it? Bobby Kotick's left now. I forgot to mention that the other week. What's that? Oh, don't worry, it's been very much in the back of my mind. Yep. <laughs> Comes in, ruins company, fucks off. Oh, he's what fucked else? off now. Yeah. Again.
<laughs> Hopefully in front of a truck. <laughs> truck gun. Uh... <laughs> hey, we'll just get isekai'd. Alright, boys, have a lovely two weeks, everyone, and you'll hear us again soon. Bye. Bye. Bye.